You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hello, humans. Welcome to Not You Guillermo, what we do in the Shadows podcast, brought to you by The Dip. I'm Patrick Monahan, And I'm Nicole Conlon. This week, we're going to recap the season three finale of What We Do in the Shadows and talk about the future of our favorite Staten Island vampires. So Colin Robinson is gone, which we found at the end of last week. Uh, you know, his head collapsed and uh, it was Upsettingly. Pretty, pretty definitive. Uh <laughs> And we we open this week with uh, they're they're getting a portrait done. This is apparently the way vampires quote unquote grieve. They get a portrait done without him, and they plan to just forget he ever existed. That is the that is the way of you know very uh, kind of Irish Catholic or something. I don't know how to how to best uh, compare it, but you know just we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to deal with it. We're moving on before we reveal who's painting the portrait. We do the opening credits and all the pictures of Colin Robinson have been ripped out. Yeah, they're either taken down, ripped, scratched out, you know, depending on what the medium is that he's being uh, 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 portrayed. So, you know, the the show really going for it there. So we uh, cut back and we see who's painting the portrait. But uh, guest star from last episode, Donald Logue, who also does portraiture, I guess. Yes, <laughs> he picked up portraiture on the set of... Grounded for Life. Grounded for life. Thank you. And so he painted the whole cast uh, off. He took a picture of the cast and then he painted it off of a picture, which is how most of the modern masters do it now. He painted like the lot that they shot the show on. You really find out about Donald Logue in this episode. And he was, I think, wonderful. Well, he's always wonderful. Yes. But this role in particular was like, boy, he nailed it. He's got an amiability that has obviously just sort of followed him his whole career. And it really works out well here when he's somebody who presumably... You could see, you could, you could imagine the people who are the, you know, worldwide vampiric council would be, could be terrifying, you know, and like yes. not an imperious and don't want to ever, you know, don't want to buy. He's just hanging out, you know, and he gets just interrupted a, a few dudes. times. Yeah. He says, don't worry about it. You know, he lets everyone take a break. He's not, you know, he's, he's, he's there to just to hang and to help out. So I like that a lot. There's a little bit of a dust up and they all take a break. And, and I should also say in the painting, it's not just the people in the house. It's also the Baron, the Hellhound. And the sire, they're all, uh, so we got everyone back. And the doll. Oh, but she's in the house. She's in the house, yeah. So, uh, so that, that's the, that's the, that's the, and it's just, you know, it's a great looking portrait. And while they're doing the portrait, Guillermo says that it's not a healthy way for them to be dealing with their emotions. And he keeps trying to get them to talk about it. And then they all kind of blow up at each other. Yeah. Everyone storms out. Nandor, so we, we've got three different kind of branches of what's going on here. Nandor has decided. After, you know, having, we get a little replay of what's been going on in this season, his multiple failures romantically, and just his general kind of, I don't know, having a hard time with the way things are. He decides he wants to travel the world. So he tells Guillermo that, and Guillermo assumes he's going to be going with him. You know, he said, yeah, you can't just do this. I can't be going with you. And, you know, I have stuff to do here. I have my, you know, my mother's here. And uh, Nandor is, you're one of the things I have to get away from. No offense, is what he says, I think. <laughs> you are one of the things I need to get away from to make a fresh start. No offense. Obviously, Guillermo does not want that, doesn't want Nando to leave. So he starts to sort of scramble around to uh, figure out a way to stop that from happening. He goes in to talk to Nadia, 
and she is agitated for a different reason. First of all, she wants to show him by playing him a, a VHS tape that she got, and she is trying to do it herself. And uh, she is using a glass paperweight as the remote um, instead of the remote. <laughs> you do it is kind of the, you know, and then he very patronizingly explains, well, this is a glass <laughs> is a paperweight, paperweight and, and this, this is the, the TV, TV controller. You do it. Okay, this is a glass paperweight and this is the TV control. We push this in. Patronizing. And play. Yeah, so it turns out she got a job offer for a big promotion to uh, move to England and to be part of the Worldwide Vampire Council there. And she doesn't have a lot of time to decide whether to accept the offer or not because vampires hate waiting. Even though we're immortal, waiting is still a thing. And I should say the offer comes from Taika. And he also uh, wants to make sure that they're not taping over the latest RuPaul episode. Which we find out that they are. They are. But there's a lot of RuPaul action. The, the vampires love RuPaul, or at least these vampires love RuPaul. This is not taping over RuPaul, is it? Because no, no. I haven't seen that latest episode. Okay, good. I mean, it fits. They sort of, I feel like, you know, they're dramatic. They're show people. Great wardrobe. Makes sense to me why vampires would like drag queens. But Nadja has a problem because Laszlo doesn't ever want to go back to England uh, because he's been, at this point, we think it's because he's been kicked out of something called, what, the Sheffield Club? Something like that? Sherwood Club, I believe. Sherwood Club. That's it. The Sherwood Club. And Guillermo's like, okay, that's great. I'm going to go make sure... For sure, for sure, for sure that Laszlo doesn't want to leave because Nandor told me that he senses that, you know, Colin's gone, Nadja and Laszlo are on their way out, and he doesn't want to be the last loser in this house. So he goes to find Laszlo, who is playing the piano. Fun Easter egg is that Matt Berry is playing the Toast of London theme song, which is the other show that he's in that's so, so funny. Yeah, there's a U.S. Uh, Toast of Hollywood is coming out at some point. They filmed it already. There's a, there's a, there's a six episodes. Yeah, I think it's not coming here. out till like for like many months, though. I don't think oh, okay. it's. okay, yeah. Well, but what, anyway. uh, all listeners, you should watch it when it comes out because it's very good. I watch it. It's on, it's on Netflix or, or was on Netflix. I don't know where it is now, but it's, it's, you want, oh, it's I thought one it was of those, on HBO Max. Oh, maybe it is. It's one of those things that's on one of the streamers, but it's, uh, there's a few, there's a few seasons, those short British seasons, and it's uh, extremely funny. If you like Laszlo, uh, you will like uh, Stephen Toast, the character he plays, a failed actor who doesn't understand why he's not a famous. mostly voiceover actor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and also has a character called Clem Fandango, which is, I think, the best character name of all time. Although Ray Purchase is also yeah, a lot of good a names. Very good character name. Yeah, show full uh, of good watch names. that show. Regardless, we're not doing the uh, Pod of London. We're doing the what we do in the Shadows podcast. Uh, so Guillermo interrupts Laszlo at the piano and just wants to confirm, like, you hate England, right? And Laszlo's like, yes, I hate it. This is a done deal. I'm never, ever, ever going back. Hey, I just have a question here. No agenda or anything. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about England? Would you ever go there if anyone, like, you know, got, like, a promotion or anything? Or wanted, you know, yeah. Um, yes. So he thinks he's got that figured out, which is key because he doesn't want the dominoes to start falling. If one person leaves the party, then everyone's going to start. That's what. That's the way he puts it at one point, Guillermo, as he's kind of scrambling around like... I know it seems like I'm panicking, but I'm not panicking. It's just that I'm afraid it's like a party. And as soon as one person leaves the party, another person decides that it's okay for them to leave the party before you know the whole party's over and you devoted 12 years of your life to a certain type of party and it's not going to end like this. So they all go back, breaks over, time to go pose again for the portrait. 
And while they're there, Nadja blurts out that she has this job offer and wants to move to England, but Laszlo won't. And then we find out that the real reason that Laszlo doesn't want to go back to England is because they kicked him out of the Sherwood Club, but they kicked him out because he married Nadja. And she's so touched. And it is like a like a very good moment of acting. Matt Berry had like a very good acting episode. They really tasked him with a lot and he nailed all of it. Yeah, this is a bit this is a big like sort of mini arc, the heart of gold here uh yeah. for Laszlo. Cause we got a, a few he's doing a lot of stuff that on its surface seems to be one thing, but it's actually because he's trying to care for somebody else or trying to spare somebody else something, you know, and and yeah, and that this is big. And and I should say Donald Logue at one point says, oh, snap. And he says, snap indeed, Donald. That's good. <laughs> that girl's name. That's my darling. It's my name. It's your name. Nadia. Oh, snap. Snap indeed, Donald. So there's this like heart-wrenching scene where Laszlo explains he doesn't want to go back there because they don't like Nadja and he loves Nadja. But then Nadja tells him that she's going to be basically like high society now because she's going to be on the Worldwide Vampiric Council, and then he says, Well, that changes pretty much fucking everything. Count me in. <laughs> no, no, Laszlo. You made a lifelong vow to never go back to that shithole, remember? Didn't you hear what she just said? We're gonna rule the fucking place. Rule Britannia! <laughs> <laughs> and then they go fuck in the other room, and Guillermo is distraught because his plan is falling apart. So then... Nandor is preparing to leave. He's wearing a big map as a cape, and he keeps saying, it's a map, it's a cape. Um, and he's working with Kristen Schaal, who is the guide, because she books all the travel for the vampires. That's pretty much the only fun part of her job. And then she leaves, and Guillermo and Nandor have their standoff, where Guillermo's basically like, you like don't leave me, Like you can't do this. And then Guillermo pulls out some of his vampire hunting techniques and throws Nando around a little bit. And there's also a very, very, very funny part where Guillermo like jumps off the top ropes and body slams him, Lucha Libre style. And then Guillermo holds up uh, crucifix so Nandor's palms start burning when he defends himself from it. Yeah, I mean, we should. I, I just want to say this: this fight started because. Guillermo basically said, you're only alive because I allow you to be alive. That's basically yes, yeah. what he said. Because, because you know, they know his lineage as a Van Helsing and all that. But he, like, so Nandor said, what are you talking about? You know, basically, like, that's like a, you know, pretty big insult, I think, if you're a 700-year-old vampire that this, uh, you know, your your assistant basically is telling. So that's how the fight kind of popped off. And it seemed like, you know, pretty serious stuff. So anyway, we get to a resolution. There's a little bit of a stand up at the end and, and take, take it away. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to make sure that... Uh, no, you were right to interrupt. They're not like goofing around. This this seems pretty serious. And then um, it looks like Garam was going to get him and then Nandor holds up his hands, which are burning from the crucifix. And he says that he was just testing Guillermo because he thought Guillermo may have gotten weak. And it's not clear whether it was a real test or whether it's just Nandor making up an excuse to not die. And then he says, you've proven yourself worthy to come with me as my bodyguard on this trip. And we, when we get to the river in my home country, which I believe is now Iran, right? We saw that. Yes, yeah, the, we saw the river Tigris. So yeah, it's somewhere over there. The cradle of civilization. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so when we get to the river Tigris in my home country, I will turn you into a vampire. And it's this like amazing moment. And he says, my word is my bond. 
So Guillermo starts packing everything up. He gets all the vampires ready to go. Nandor puts on, puts his ancestral soil in a Jansport backpack, which allows him to sleep, you know, lie down and sleep basically anywhere. The two of them are like traveling almost as equals, you know, because Guillermo's got a couple different things going on. He's got to he's got to get Nadia and Laszlo out of there and help them. And then he's also got to help Nandor. And so he's like, can you like do that yourself? Like, you know, and bring my luggage to the train station and finish scooping your own soil, you know, <laughs> into the thing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, you've got me scooping my own soil now, you know. Um, but uh, it seems like they're in a much healthier place, which is nice. Um, and then, uh, and then so Guillermo goes to uh, get them other two, the other two onto the uh, shipping containers and, and into the boat. Uh, yes, but there is a very funny, you put in the notes, uh, there is a very funny moment when uh, they're, uh, Nadja and Laszlo are packing up their stuff and Laszlo tries to discreetly pack his cursed skin hat and Nadja just goes, don't you fucking dare! And it's really good. And so then, as they're packing, Laszlo finally, he's sort of, uh, throughout the episode, been avoiding like paying his final respects to the rotting corpse of Colin Robinson. And so he finally goes down to the basement and he comes up and he seems like, kind of deeply moved by it. And so everybody's like, good, you finally dealt with your emotions. And then Guillermo sends Nandor to the New Jersey Transit (laughs) to get on the train and he'll meet him there. And he goes to the docks with Nadja and Laszlo. They put Nadja in her coffin. She's so excited to go. Laszlo has brought Oreos and Pedialyte because he says he can barter with them in his country because Guillermo must think like, oh, I guess they don't sell them there or something. Um, yeah, pretty, then, pretty weird for a vampire to bring a bunch of food, which he can't eat or, you know, and, and stuff he can't yeah. drink in his coffin for a long journey. Yeah. And then at the last minute, he pushes Guillermo into his coffin, seals it closed, him and Nadja. And then in the final moments of the episode, it's narrated by Laszlo's letter to Nadja saying, like, I'm so proud of you. You have grown into this like beautiful, strong woman and you can do anything. Guillermo's there to protect you, but truly you don't need anybody to protect you. Whereas I have discovered that there's something in the house who needs me to protect it. And then we see what happens when he went down to visit the rotting corpse of Colin Robinson. He pulls the blanket off of it and it looks worse than ever. And he sees a slime trail on the floor where something has crawled out of it and crawled around to another room in the basement. I think probably the room where they used to keep the big cage. And he goes into the room and over in the corner is a horrifying baby Colin Robinson. He's back. Slimy baby. (laughs) And the final thing that happens in the episode is that he does this horrible baby scream. So he's already being an energy vampire demanding Laszlo's energy. And there it is. There it is. A lot to be addressed at the beginning of next season. Nandor is on the train by himself, looking very sad, sitting in a way With his that, little Jansport. Yeah, with his back backpack is not, still sitting on his back, so it's like hunched up around his head. <laughs> uh, not very comfortable. He thinks that, I guess, he, I mean, he presumably thinks that Guillermo bailed on him, so he's probably sad about that too. Guillermo was finally going to get what he wanted. And now he's in a box going to London with... Yes, uh, now to, now uh, Laszlo says, to be fair, that he drilled a hole in the box. So if he has incredible aim or dedication, he shouldn't necessarily need to drown in his own filth. Yeah, so that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, and Laszlo is raising the baby Colin Robinson, I guess. That's, the, that's where everyone's at. I'm glad that we're not, that Colin Robinson is not gone. I don't know if we're going to get like a... 
Uh, if like, next season's going to be literally like right, he goes through all of the stages. We're going to get like a preteen Colin Robinson. Right, like it's going to be like Groot. <laughs> I'm Groot. I am Groot. Yeah, uh, because yeah, he's already kind of a baby with a bonnet uh, at the uh, in the mid credit scene there. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know what the budget for having a weird sort of CGI superimposed head is for next season, but maybe that's maybe that the plan. Yeah, they're going to have a child body. I mean, they. Have- to do so many effect shots anyway <laughs> i'm sure it would be drops in the bucket yeah so i think that's basically everything that happened this episode we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about all the insane things that happened in this episode and what they mean for next season I'm curious to see where things go. They're filming now. Um, I know because I saw some post uh, finale interviews with some people and they're kind of, yeah, they put themselves. Uh, it seems like the writers like a challenge. You know, they kind of put themselves in a box and then they have to write themselves out of it. And this is kind of it's not really a box so much as it but it, but it is kind of like, well, I mean, it how is for we Nadia gonna, and Guillermo. How, well, it's literally for them. Yes, that's true. How are we going to get everybody back together again? You know, are they, uh, what is going to lead to them? All? I mean, I guess Nandor could end his trip. Nadia gets fired or something. I don't know. Guillermo escapes. Uh, you know, who, who knows? But, I mean, it's uh, we're going to get some, hopefully some fun location shots and stuff next season for some of this stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to see at least one scene in England. But you could, I mean, obviously you can, there's plenty of places that look like England unless they're like on the eye or, or like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The writers were like, "What can? What's the most expensive place we could film? Can we do it on Big Ben? Is that possible? <laughs> right. It has to be in front of Parliament. No, it has to be. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think? I thought this was a fun way to end it. You know, I thought it was a great way to end it. I really thought they stuck the landing for this season. I think it resolved the Colin Robinson situation in a very interesting way. I will also say, I think last week we sort of discussed this: the possibility that he would emerge anew from his old corpse. So. I just want to say that we're very smart, and we could we could be writers on the show if any if anybody who's hiring is listening to this. Yeah, feel, podcast. Feel, feel free. Um, uh, we to... get the voice. We're both funny and smart, and uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I thought Donal Logue was great. I'm glad that they. I think he was like a perfect cameo. I think there's always like the urge at the end of a season to like. Let's bring back all the weird characters we've seen to say goodbye to everybody. And I think having it be like inter-vampire drama is a better choice. And aside from the scene at the train station and at the docks, this was basically a bottle episode because those were very, very short kind of just send-off scenes. They kept it in the house. They kind of used everything that they had. I thought it was a lot of fun and very smart and good. And you mentioned bringing back people, which they, which they did do, to be fair, just for the portrait. I guess, yeah, I guess they brought the sire and the but, baron. But but I thought it was very funny that, like, the way that the show has just sort of positioned it's so that these, like, hugely consequential, theoretically, characters, right? The baron is the one who, like, commanded them to do all this stuff, you know, and was, like, like the boss showing up to dinner in the, in the first episode. And then the sire, who is, like, the most important vampire yeah. <laughs> and, like, the first vampire. And they're just like, yeah, well, whatever. They, like, don't even talk to them. Like, they're, they're sitting on this couch and they're like, I guess we just wait. The, you know, like, it's just yeah. like. And, and they're also fine with it. Like, the sire yeah. is, is, like, learning. They're just hanging. Learning English. Like, the, the idea that they've just been kind of 
sidelined, but in a way that they don't seem to hate and they enjoy is, I yeah. think, extremely, extremely funny. I, I really, I really like that. Just the idea of like anything casual going on with the sire, this like horrifying, you know, ancient monster is, uh, is mm-hmm. terrific. Mm-hmm. Plus we get the hellhound again, which we all enjoy. Put Aspen on screen way more. <laughs> Love Aspen. Yeah, I. this was something I was going to say last week and I didn't and now I wish I had but I want everybody to know that last week I thought have you seen uh the Looney Tunes special uh Invasion of the Bunny Snatchers very long ago if I did yes so Invasion of the Bunny Snatchers messed me up as a kid that was like the most scared I remember being at age like eight or whatever but pods of alien Looney Tunes come to earth and land on the ground and then like there's the they're carrot pods and they like split open and there's this goo inside and uncanny valley Bugs Bunny crawls out and that's what the Colin Robinson thing reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You know, he's covered in a in that goo. Um, so it, it, they get they and he was like kind of he looked kind of red, but that might have just been the lighting, I guess. You know, uh, I like that he already now were those the glasses that were on the existing head, or do, are those glasses that come as part of the? Uh, I'm trying to figure out the. <laughs> sure, they come attached to the head. Um, I think they because he had glasses in his hand. The baby had glasses in his hands at the end in the in the, in the last shot. It's a new pair of glasses. So when Colin Robinson emerges from his pod, I guess. He's it's like alien. He it's like it's yeah. like aliens, you know. Um, it's not. It's a. It, he said his his tummy was not feeling good, right? Well, but now we know why. So maybe yeah, it was because there was a mini Colin Robinson within him. Now, what I wonder is, so Colin Robinson turned a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Was Colin Robinson born a human a hundred years ago and then transformed into an energy vampire, and then after a hundred years, like he starts regenerating himself, or was this a regenerated Colin Robinson? who had, you know, emerged from another Colin Robinson's body. Yeah. You know, that was created in the 1800s. One thing I think we're going to find out, based on the fact that he doesn't remember the, the, the sort of how he everything started, he's going to forget everything from before, which is heartbreaking to think about. But yeah. it seems like he probably won't remember, like, Laszlo and, like, and like the gang. You know, obviously, he'll, he'll get to know Laszlo as his father, basically. But that, that it's like a... Strange 51st dates, I guess, yeah, is the I way think, to... I think we are probably going to get a scene where Laszlo is, like, trying to do classic dad stuff with Colin, and it's all a little bit wrong. It's going to be, like, a lot of, like, throwing a baseball, but, like, they couldn't find a baseball, so they're using, like, a like an antique skull instead or something like that. You know, cheering him at Little League games, that kind of thing. Yeah, that that sounds... I think that sounds right. Night games only, obviously. Yeah, and my guess is he's going to grow up really fast. So it's like one week he'll be boring some kids on the playground, and then the next week he'll be at middle school boring some kids who are smoking out behind the dumpsters. And we'll get to see him bore through the ages. Yeah, it certainly seems like just from a narrative and show production perspective, yeah, the goal would be to get him back to just having the actor play him normally uh, yeah. as quickly as possible while yeah. <laughs> serving the story. Because otherwise, yeah, it becomes a real pain in the ass, I would imagine. So yeah, he probably, he grows up fast. But then once he's grown up, he just stays that way for like 100 years. It doesn't seem like he ages or anything in the same, you know, once he's fully grown, he's just that, I guess, right? Because if you had a ballpark how old, Colin Robinson was not knowing he was an energy vampire and he was 99 and, and 11 months and whatever, you know, you'd say what he's like in his like early forties. Right. Like, you know, so I think you hits that point at some kind of like elevated speed and then just stays like that. 
does he going to have hair when he's younger? Is it, you know, is he going to have like a luscious mane? Is he going to have a goatee phase? You know, what are we, or is he just going to be? Goatee phase, Colin, would be very good. Is he going to, is he going to try out different fashion or is he going to be wearing like sweater vests and everything beige, you know, from childhood on? That seems likely to me from a yeah. uh, energy vampire perspective, just being like an unnerving so. uh, presence, but who knows? I think so. I th- and then I think if we do see him as a kid, I think we're going to see a scene where some kids try to bully him because of his dorky clothes, and then he just drains them. There's so many possibilities, and there were so many possibilities. Like, I'm sure they talked about all kinds of different options. Obviously, you know, this is the best way to to keep uh, Mark Proch around, you know, but they could have had, that reveal could have been so many other different things. It could have been, you know, a different actor or actress or somebody in a, in like a Colin outfit or something and being yeah. like, hey, you know, or so, you know, something crazy. You know what I mean? Who knows what kind of possibilities were kicked around before they settle on this, but I'm excited to see where it goes. It would be funny if they just replaced Mark Proch with Bruce Willis, but didn't, Everybody just kept acting like he was the same Colin Robinson. Bruce Willis might do it, you know? Um, pulled, a, pulled a Roseanne Becky, right? Becky was the one they replaced? I think so. Yeah, um, new Becky. But if, if you if you somehow could trick Bruce Willis into it being like a extremely generic direct-to-video action movie, I think yeah. he would do it. I don't know how you would convince him that that's what he was doing um, based on what he'd be wearing and what kind of scenes he'd be in. But uh, we know he'll do that. We'd say so. he's undercover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That's all. Oh, yeah, that stuff's coming later. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then just one day close production and be like, we lost funding. The producers backed out. It's like, what was all that vampire shit? What What do you, what, what? What was that? It's like, oh, that's, it, check it out, man. Uh, you know, I don't know if Bruce Willis watches his own stuff. So if he doesn't, he could probably get away with it. He wouldn't even check it out. Uh, although maybe the junkets would be confusing enough that he would, um, he's not doing the junkets for a TV show. Let's, I will say, on. I think Bruce Willis doesn't want to only do action movies because he's done it, but like he did Breakfast of Champions, which was famously bad. And he was in the like legendarily bad adaptation of Bonfire of the Vanities. And he was trying to play like a, oh, no, like a detective. I, yeah, yeah, no, no, he's, yeah, he's got a, I mean, he was in um, Moonlighting or whatever that, that TV show. Yes. I mean, he's, you know, he's been yeah, in a yeah. bunch of stuff. I just mean now he sort of is in all these sure. like, yeah. Um, sure. So him and Nick Cage are doing these like, you know, Movies that are called like Rage and like uh, Nick Cage was in that pig movie recently, and true. I think that was a departure from that. It's pretty yeah. good. Well, we need to get Bruce. Bruce Willis needs to find his pig or his Mandy, I guess. It's crazy evil. Or his yeah, take your pick of. Uh, but anyway, this is also going to come. It's going to become a Royals and Bruce Willis podcast. After yes, this. it's uh, the the Royal Willis I'm trying to do some kind of pun, and I just I'm coming up. Blank. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Bruno Buckingham or something. I don't know. Bruno is what, you know. (laughs) Uh, That's what he called himself in like the 80s because that was his name of his, when he had that one album, The Return of Bruno or something like that, I think it was called. Sure, yeah. So yeah, it's not him. Um, it's, and we're sticking with the status quo, which is, I think, uh, good. Probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am looking forward to all the different ways this could be crazy. Yeah. Now we also have, um, the other characters and it's unclear what's going to happen for all of them. I think Guillermo is going to figure a way out of the coffin that does not involve pissing himself for the three week, (laughs) uh, journey by sea to 
England, I suspect somebody will eventually hear his screams and let him out, but they're going to be like, we can't turn the boat around for you. You just have to come to England with us. What's the, and, and so this is like a more logistical question that I had. And I don't know if we ever really got an answer answer because it kind of came up a little bit with Nandor when he kept trying to go to super sleep last week. When they get in the coffin and they close the lid, like Nadia like passed out like immediately or what? Because she didn't hear anything because we could hear Guillermo pounding and yelling. Let yeah, me out. I think so. I think it's just it's like, you know, taking an Ambien before getting on a long flight. It's, yeah. I think vampires have their version of that. Yeah, that's another superpower that they have. You know, the ability to just, like, flip yourself off like a light switch. Oh, the other thing, though, is I think Guillermo, just logistically within the world of the show, Guillermo would have been mic'd. So maybe we could hear him because he still had his mic on, mm. like his mic pack. Okay. Yeah, we had but a couple it did good sound nods. muffled, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We had a couple good nods to that this week, though. Uh, Yeah, Guillermo asked the film crew to leave when he and... Nandor were arguing, which was good. The first time when he, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then during the fight, they were in there. And then when Nandor says, you passed the test, Guillermo kind of like looks kind of at the camera like, uh, uh, it's like what? Like that, you know, so. Um, yes. And um, he interrupts Nadja and Laszlo's talking head. And then Nadja turns around and yells at him and says, I'm doing the interview thing. Yeah. Um, so they do, they do break the. She doesn't have the industry lingo. You know? Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. So what do we think is going to happen with Nadja? I think she is going to get to England and initially be so mad at Laszlo that she vows to like do well. But eventually she ends up missing him, wants to go back, maybe make some sort of huge error while she's working on the council and gets fired and then goes back to Staten Island and says, I actually was going to quit anyway. I was ready to quit. Yeah. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. I got to say, you know, this the letter that he wrote, very poetic um, and, and all that. I think you could do that. And you could also just put in like a sentence at the end that's like, uh, oh, like, uh, yeah, Colin Robinson is back uh, as a baby and I have to help him. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like, I think that could have been more direct. The vague language is, you know, it's like I said, it sounds nice, but uh, maybe just really drive the point home in that way. She could at least understand a little bit more than like a vague. There's uh, there are others who are even stranger and more mysterious. It's like, yeah, okay, what is all that? Why did you, yeah? So, just a note there. Uh, a little too late to do anything about it, but um, you know, shoot her a text or something. Yeah, well, he doesn't know how Guillermo would have to do it. And That's true. Her. Mm. And then Nandor. Nandor is uh, on a journey around the world, so I think we're gonna get some. Uh, like a funny montage of Nandor, like on a tropical beach and in like a chalet somewhere. Tropical and beach then... at night. The thing we all love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's good. I think we're going to see like, so everything's going to be at night. That's very funny. If they just do like a montage of photographs of him in front of famous things, but it's night. So you can't, it's just him in front of black. Yeah, in, fr- in front of the Coliseum <laughs> at night in front of, uh, yeah, the Acropolis at night. At night. And then I think, you know, do you think he makes it to the river? Do you think he makes it to Iran? Do you think he knows that his country is now called that? It doesn't seem like they keep too up on world events. You know, I'm curious as to like, this is a, you know, to get around the world is like a lot of, there's a lot of itinerary work that has to be, you know, and a lot of reservations and stuff that have to be made. I hope he's got those documents somewhere and understands what. Kristen boarding, Schaal was in theory supposed to take care of it. She could send passes. a raven. Yeah, and stuff like that. Checking luggage. Yeah, it could be that he doesn't make it any farther than JFK, or if he's on New Jersey Transit, then I guess it would be Newark. 
could be possible that he doesn't make it any farther than Newark Airport, and he's been living in the airport in the style of that Tom uh, Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal, yep. where he's just like living in the airport for four months. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that would be disappointing. Uh, yeah, I made it as far as Metro Park. <laughs> I don't even know. What the, yeah, because um, I mean, he's got he's got a. Is he getting on a boat as well to go, to cross the Atlantic? I guess he must. It's unclear. Be, right? He wants to see the world, right? And I think as long as he has his Jansport, it doesn't matter if he flies or if he takes a boat. So my guess is he's going to fly. Yeah. But vampires always seem to take the boat. But I guess he doesn't need his coffin. But then why do they always go everywhere with their coffins? I don't know. Um, and, and and this is just, you know, I don't know what, we talked about this way back when, with the, when they went to uh, Atlantic City. But, you know, this thing with, like, the soil, like, you'd think they'd have worked out this a system a little bit for this, you know, where it's like, how much do you need? Like, what's the minimum that you need, you know, to keep your strength up? Whatever that is. Is it a full backpack amount? Because that kind of crimps the plan that I had. But, like, if it's just like a sprinkling or like, you know, like you a put, handful, put it in like a pouch around your neck, put it in a pouch around your neck and put like a bunch in your boots. And that way you have like a belt and suspender situation where if one, you know, you lose, I don't know why you would ever lose your boots, but if you lose your, uh, I mean, I think thing, Mandor could probably do it. Yeah. I think Nandor could probably find a way to lose them. Yeah. I mean, but, but the idea that you have to have a whole big backpack with you is just, uh, you know, but he's going to be doing his uh, eat, pray, love thing. And pray is spelled with an E. Yeah. We learned, uh, which is nice. Uh, he, he definitely doesn't want to be under the Tuscan sun, folks. <laughs> that would not work out. Yeah. Um, can't think of one for garlic, but I'll, uh, maybe that falls under eat. I don't know. Regardless. Do not eat. Yeah, do like not a, eat garlic, pray love. Like a silica mm, gel packet. Do not eat. <laughs> now, every week, we have two major questions. And this week, there were developments on both fronts. And the first question is, did Guillermo get closer or farther away from becoming a vampire? And initially, this seems like it's the closest he's ever been, because Nandor has finally at least said he will do it. Right, uh, big. But then, <laughs> Lazo locks him in a box and makes it so he can't go on this trip with uh, Nandor, which was, like, his only hope. So I think he got farther away. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the way you got to take it, yeah. I mean, he definitely still wants to do it, so that was, that's was that been resolved again, you know, after yeah. we uh, um, he's sort of positioning himself. At the beginning of this episode, like we need just one more vampire in the house, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I just think so. Um, yeah, he's got it. He got it's tough, tough week, you know. He's his 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 stock is way down in the mm-hmm. becoming a vampire department. I, I gotta say. say, Donald Logue seems like a really cool guy, and I bet if Guillermo asked, hit him up, he'd do it. Yeah, drop him a line, send him. An I know email. Guillermo wants it to be master because he's been with him for twelve years. But when opportunity strikes, yeah, I don't know if there's some if there's like bonding issues that creates or like you, if you have if you're like uh, you have like I don't a feel so to that person. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Beanie Feldstein became a vampire uh, sort of just on accident. So well, she has like an absentee, you know, it's like an absentee parent sort of relationship, I guess. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. But yeah, obviously you don't have to be loyal to them because. Uh, Nadia and Laszlo uh, and Nandor, I guess, they're all just kind of uh, the Baron. They're showing very little respect and lying yeah. to and burying alive, as it turns out, and uh, all that. <laughs> to be fair, they didn't know they were burying him That's alive. That's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, it seems like that would break the – that will be uh, in violation of the spirit of the – yeah. So, I guess, it, look, if you can just be made a vampire, you know, it's like the vaccine. Get whichever one you can get, you know? <laughs> yes. 
And most vampires require two shots, but to become an energy vampire, you just need the one. Well, that's what happens when you mix. When you mix them, you become the energy vampire. That's that's. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Now, speaking of energy vampires, the other major question that we ask every week is, what kills Colin Robinson? And as it turns out, it's not what we thought last week, which is the ravages of time. In fact, now it's less clear than ever. Right, because it's it's sort of a like a philosophical question. It's like, was there a point at which Colin Robinson was dead? You know, is this Colin Robinson? Uh, yeah. You know, it's like a ship it's of Theseus. It's a little bit of a ship of Theseus. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that I knew, I knew about that before WandaVision. I just want to make that part. So great. did I. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. So um, there we also, go. This we, is a ship of Theseus podcast now. Um where I want to be very explicit, we are only talking about ships. Is this thing still this thing? But it's not a metaphor. Um, Yeah, is this thing still this thing? And I don't think we're going to find out till next season, although it seems like... Was he ever dead? Like, what... You know what I mean? Like, like, because they... Obviously, they, like, he's dead, and, like, he crushed his head and everything. It's okay, but, like, presumably, the baby was alive, you know, still swirling around in there. So, yeah, it's a... How does it work? Does the consciousness travel over? Like we said, I mean, I, I my prediction is that he's not going to remember anything, but I could because I mean, he doesn't remember anything from the last time. So yeah, unless this is the first time this has happened for him, I, I you know. Now, one so. thing again, I know that I've harped on this in multiple different episodes of this podcast, but they have hinted at the fact that his mother is an energy vampire before. Mm-hmm. So I have to wonder: Did she go through this weird process, or right? And does, and does he not? Does he not remember it? And, or do, why would or he know it was coming? Maybe yeah. this is it. Maybe he's not going to remember his mother. Maybe it's whoever he bonds to when he's in infant form. So the mother that was referenced before no longer exists, and now Laszlo's going to be daddy. Okay. Well, to a certain subset of uh, people on the internet, I think he already he's is. He's already daddy. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I'm in the that's, forums. I that's know. Me, that's me sort of de-aging myself like 18 years or something to make a comment <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, Colin Robinson, you know, this just raises further questions. It's hard to say. Glad he's still around in whatever form this is. We'll see where that goes. Hopefully we'll get more. I mean, you know, the whole arc clearly was like the, we need to give him something to do that's not just like the annoying guy, right? Because like you need yeah. to have like a little more. And I think it worked out really well. And it they also did a great job of kind of pairing it with the Laszlo stuff that all paid off kind of without us knowing about it, you know, all in the last two episodes. So good work, everyone, on the storytelling there. And yeah, I mean, I think we might just close the book on what this all means. Probably, you know, like they might just not try to even hint at anything and just be like, well, he's a baby now, so we got to figure that out. That's weird. Uh, and then just kind of do that. Do You know what I mean? Like, like the why is not as important as the he's just there. And unfortunately for Laszlo, he does have a gastrointestinal system. So, um, <laughs> yes, although it seems to not really come into play until they're close to death. Yeah. Also, how does Colin know he has a gastrointestinal system? I guess just through experience, but he seems to know enough about energy vampires to know that all energy vampires, I don't know. Yeah, he's talking about it like he read it in like a book or something. Yeah, somewhere. although I guess he was doing research on energy vampires, so it could have been in that time. Yeah, only that, only, the only part that he lost from that was that page. The one uh, page, the 100 yeah. years old page, yeah. Yeah, so more questions remain. Now, I have to wonder if Laszlo and Colin, because... Nandor and Nadja have both abdicated the throne, are now by default going to be the leaders of the Vampiric Council. I think Kristen Schaal might try to stage a coup because obviously Laszlo and Colin don't know what they're doing and don't care about the job. So she might try to come in and take the throne. And then when Nadja comes back, for whatever reason the writers come up with, I think they might fight. Mm. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, the guide has been there through multiple, I guess we'll call them administrations, right? Uh Um, There might literally not be anyone left to do it because everyone else is dead, right? Right. That's how they kind of that's how they kind of failed up on that. And then if Lazlo doesn't want to do it, yeah, maybe she has to. But I think it's probably some kind of oath or something she took not to do something like that. But I mean, ultimately, push comes to shove, someone has to do this. I guess that's. You know. Sure, there's got to be some sort of line of succession. What about the annoying, like, uh, like the Gen Z vampires? They're, they're like, oh, sure, that's possible. They're like the only ones who they've come across that are not dead. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Derek, I guess, is still alive, but doesn't, you know. He oh, was, yeah, Derek wasn't there in this episode, and he's got to be out there vamping around. Yeah, um, but again, these are all people that are not really the p- people you'd want to put in charge or anything, but neither yeah. are uh, Nadia and Nandor, so. True. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what the story is with that. Um, who's going to be in charge for the the weirdly consequential Staten Island uh, branch? <laughs> yes, the place where they for some reason they kept the first vampire was just in Staten Island. In Staten Island. Well, where's the last place you'd think to look? Right. Well, that's fair. Uh, he's now in Nutley, New Jersey. To be fair, in New Dorp. No, I know, but the idea that that's where like his is not in. Yeah, his chamber. Not in was. Romania or somewhere. No, he's in. Uh, nope, he's yeah. All the vampiric sites in Romania have become such such like tourist traps. It's not where you want to live, you know. Yeah, you gotta. You know, people are gonna recognize you when you're walking around. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much better to be in Staten Island at night. Thank you so much for joining us for our first season of Not You Guillermo. Please subscribe to stay tuned. We've got some big things planned in the future, and uh, we'll be back soon. So keep us in mind. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Patty Mo, And you can follow me on Twitter at Nicole Conlon and on Instagram at the Nicole Conlon. And you can visit thedip.com to stay up to date on all sorts of pop culture. That's thedipp.com. And you can follow The Dip on Instagram at The Dip. Bat! Went with a classic one that time, but still no. You can't mess with the best, you know? Yeah.